the intolerant word of God. The Australian radio shock jock challenged me with, are you tolerant? Referring to God said, man said, stand on the word of God. Click onto the following link if you would like to hear the interview. I responded that if you are a student of the Bible, you are aware that Jesus said in John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That is obviously not tolerant. God's tolerance looks like this. He will forgive and save those who believe upon the Lord Jesus, repent of their sins, and surrender their lives to Christ. How tolerant does this sound? Mark chapter 16, 15, and 16. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. The word of God is not tolerant to the doctrines of men and of devils, and that is because God's word is truth. Intolerance is the very nature of truth. Regarding the Father, Jesus said in John 17, 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Truth stands alone. Truth is intolerant of all contrary positions. Two plus two equals four, and 3.9 just won't do, no matter how sophisticated the presentation. Here's another intolerant and foundational verse regarding redemption. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There is only one way to God's truth, to his forgiveness, and to his eternal life. His name is Jesus Christ, the King of glory. Have you surrendered your life to the beautiful, intolerant truth? Are you ready to have your sins and shame erased as though you never committed them? Are you wearied with this life of sin? Would you like everything to change today? Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Luke 17, 26 and 27, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. God said, Revelation chapter 8, verse 9, And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died, and the third part of the ships were destroyed. God said, Revelation 16, 3 and 4, And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. Man said, These foolish doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world and certainly no judgment day. Now the record. Carnal men make a mockery of the word of God and especially the preaching of doomsday. Their cartoons depict bearded doomsday prophets in robes and sandals, holding signs proclaiming, the end is near. This is one of the signs that Christ's return is near. Keep in mind that Jesus said it would be as the days of Noah at his return, and 2 Peter 3, 3 through 9 reads, knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, 
whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The doomsday scoffers are ironically one of the signs of doomsday. Consider 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 2 and 3. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Christ will return as a thief in the night to the world unexpectedly. Jesus said, Luke 17, 27, they did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. The born again are admonished not to get caught sleeping. Mark 13, 37, and what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. This is God said, man said, feature 580, and the latest article in the ongoing 21 Signs of Doomsday series. The Doomsday series is listed at the end for your review. All God Said, Man Said features are archived on this site in text and streaming audio, and every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. These features certify the full inerrancy of God's Bible and are offered for the edification of the saints and as ammunition in the battle for the souls of men. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, we greatly look forward to your visit and your testimonies. Foundational to this feature will be Jesus' words, and as it was in the days of Noah. One, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, oblivious to the impending doom. Two, the earth was filled with violence. Three, man's imagination was continually evil. Four, men mocked the idea of doomsday until it was hand in front of the face close. But in the days of Noah, many additional devastating things were afoot, and many of these devastations are preparing to repeat. In Matthew 24, 21, Jesus speaks of the great tribulation that is soon to commence. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. During this terrible time, God strikes the earth with horrendous plagues of judgment. Billions will die until just a few men are left. Isaiah 24, verses 1 through 6, the prophecy reads, Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty, and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down, and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower, as with the taker of usury, so with the giver of usury to him. The land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled, for the Lord has spoken this word. The earth mourneth and fadeth away. The world languisheth and fadeth away. The haughty people and the earth do languish. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, and broken the everlasting covenant. 
Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and a few men left. As in the days of Noah, just a few men left. Consider the following excerpt from the God Said, Man Said feature, 21 Signs of Doomsday Update 4. Some in the field of geology believe that many of the world's mountain ridges are a result of the cataclysmic events that occurred during Noah's global flood. Among geologists, there are considerable differences on how the mountains were formed. Some claim that it was a result of tectonic plates banging together during the Great Flood and then uplifting in the mountain ridges. Various other theories are promoted, but one thing is certain. Plate tectonics were present in all mountain-making processes. The following paragraphs were taken from the Genesis Flood, uh, written by Whitcomb and Morris. The origin of the great mountain chains, which apparently have been uplifted from the sea bottom in the most recent geological periods, is still a mystery. No satisfactory and generally accepted theory of orogeny has yet been devised, which uh, fact in itself proves that modern diastrophic processes do not explain those of the Earth's earlier history. It is quite true that the entire area, as is true of mountains, uh, mountainous areas in general, gives much evidence of faulting, folding, and general tectonic activity, both of the so-called fault plains and at other locations, including plains, which are supposed to be normal bedding plains. Such activity is to be expected in connection with mountain uplift processes, whatever the nature or cause of those processes may be. Since the Pliocene and Pleistocene are supposed to represent the most recent geological epochs, expect that the present, and since nearly all of the great mountains areas of the world have been found to have fossils from these times near their summits, there is no conclusion possible other than that the mountains, and therefore the continents which they form the backbones, have all been uplifted essentially simultaneously and quite recently. Surely this fact accords well with the biblical statements. With regard to each movement's It is likewise common knowledge that the rock formations of the earth exhibit everywhere profound evidence of great tectonic activity, end of quote. The great flood in the days of Noah took place approximately 4,350 years ago. The biblical unmaking of the mountains is about to happen again, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah. When the mighty Christ returns to earth at the Battle of Armageddon, he will set foot on the Mount of Olives, which will result in a colossal earthquake that will affect the entire globe. Zechariah 14, 1 through 4. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and half the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. It is interesting to note that on February 11, 2004, an earthquake measuring 5.0 on the Richter scale rocked Israel. 
Seismologists predict a huge earthquake in Israel within the next 50 years. The Jerusalem Post on March 5, 2004, quoted Dr. Rami Hofstetter, director of seismology division of the Geophysical Institute of Israel. He said, we are going to have a bigger one. There is no doubt about it. We are going to have it. It's just a question of time. We know it's going to happen because we have historical information on this for the last 2,000 years. End of quote. A major fault line runs directly under the Mount of Olives. God declares this global earthquake begins at the Mount of Olives. He prophesies of this coming event thousands of years before the concept of plate tectonics and fault lines were ever conceived. Only the Creator would know exactly where the fault line lies, and only He would know that a big one lies under the Mount of Olives and the Temple Mount. This is just another supernatural proof that God is and that his word is true and righteous altogether. When the Mount of Olives earthquakes take place, this tectonic disaster, it will be global. Every mountain will fall down flat. It was mountain making in the days of Noah and the opposite at Christ's return. Every wall will fall down flat. The islands, which are simply mountain peaks poking out of the water, will flee away. Ezekiel 38, 19 and 20. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel, so that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of the heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep upon the earth and all men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence and the mountains shall be thrown down and the steep places shall fall and every wall shall fall to the ground. Again, Revelation sixteen sixteen through 20, and he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there was a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as will not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. End of quote. In the last 21 signs of doomsday feature, we addressed meteor, asteroid, star activity during the year of the flood, which some geologists believe contributed to global tectonic activity, and the Bible's declaration that during the tribulation period, the stars will be striking the earth, causing worldwide devastations. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah. This feature concerns the creatures that dwell in the waters of the sea. The following paragraphs are from the April-June 2012 feature of Answers and are found under the title, The Permian Extinction, Quick and Global. A global catastrophe quickly killed most life in the oceans. That claim may sound like something you would find in a creationist publication, but it was reported in an evolutionary science journal. Recently, researchers uncovered evidence that they interpret as a mass extinction in the ocean that wasn't slow and gradual. Evolutionists have long believed in an end of the Permian mass extinction. They claim this happened around 250 million years ago, supposedly killing 90% of marine creatures, even more deadly than the asteroid that allegedly killed all the dinosaurs 65 million years ago, according to their dating system. 
Divorced from the Bible's historical framework, secular scientists have been unable to determine the cause for such a catastrophe, but their best guess had formerly involved a millions of years depletion of oxygen in the ancient oceans. The new findings are good evidence that something drastic happened. Upon a new method, uh, using a new method to uh, estimate the oxygenation of ocean water in the past, scientists found that the ratio of thorium and uranium isotopes changed dramatically at the time of the extinction. The radioactive elements break down and leave various signatures in the rock depending on the conditions of the time. The ratio change implies a sudden and drastic change in ocean conditions, perhaps worldwide in extent. The Bible removes the larger mystery. The flood of Noah's day caused massive upheavals in the ocean when the fountains of the deep burst forth. The continents began to break up and move rapidly to their current locations. During the resulting deluge, untold millions, trillions of sea creatures died, and the oxygen levels of the oceans likely changed quite suddenly. End of quote. Note the biblical chronology places this extinction just shy of 4,400 years ago. Just in the Redwall limestone deposits found in the Grand Canyon, there are estimated billions of two-foot-long sea-going nautiloid fossils. Marine fossils are found on every mountain peak, and in the vast majority of all fossils that are on Earth are marine in nature. It's getting ready to happen again. Surely Jesus was accurate when he prophesied that the Great Tribulation uh, that prepares the Earth for his return will be as it was in the days of Noah. There is only one way to escape the impending doom of this earth. Click on the further with Jesus if you are not ready. God said Luke 17, 26 and 27, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. God said, Revelation chapter 8, verse 9, And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died, and the third part of the ships were destroyed. God said, Revelation 16, 3 through 4, And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. Man said, these foolish doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world and certainly no judgment day. Now you have the record.